This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Al and Jerry are here with more sports news and other stories that they couldn't get to during the morning show. Here we go! It's Al and Jerry's post-game podcast. All right, here we go. It is a... What is it? Thursday, Thursday, Jerry. Thursday, Thursday, Thursday. What's up, Al? Thursday. Uh, Jerry, I have a um, a note that says Jerry has a topic yes. for the postgame. You texted me in the 5 a.m. hour today and said, remind me so here's the deal. for a topic for the postgame podcast. I'm very excited for this. So, bam, right off the bat, we'll All start right. with the topic. Right, right off the bat. So, there's Topics. an article in the paper today. I don't know if you read it. It was a mobster having... Um, Trial mobsters. Uh, it was a yeah, all like right, a, like a mob boss, mob or guy, and his wife was there. All right, and so he's being arraigned or charged. I'm reading the entire detail. I just read this part of it, and he's in court for racketeering charges. So one of the witnesses against him, who's trying to put him in jail, I guess, is from his crime family, brings up his girlfriend. To where his wife, according to the article, looked floored to where she got up and left. And then they were seen essentially arguing in the hall. Like, it, according to the story, she was really taken aback by what she just heard. She didn't know he no had a idea. girlfriend. And so these two were apparently very close. And it made me think, good topic. Good topic, Jerry. Your good friend who over the last 10 years, let's say, that's a good number. All right. You've now become good friends with his wife. Okay, fair enough. He has a girlfriend Mm -hmm. or is doing whatever on the side. How do you handle that? Well, like, in other words, your your friend and now your friends with his wife as well. And you're all you've all become very close over the years. Yes. Uh, You know, he is cheating. Right. Do you tell his wife? Right. And I ask this because I think it's very easy if it's just a friend of yours and you, the wife, I mean, she's nice, but you really have no relationship with her. You feel bad for her. You kind of, God, that sucks. You wouldn't. But all of a sudden, they've become like you go away with them on vacations. Like you're, you're close with them. What do you do? Well, you'll still be closer to your guy friend. Thus... You don't betray him, and you don't tell the wife. I agree with that. That's how I would do it. I totally agree with that. Now what happens when he gets caught, and your wife wants to know if you knew? Your wife wants to know if you knew? Correct. Ooh. Now are you lying to your wife? uh, No, you can't do that now, can we, Jerry? So now you're an a-hole because you did not tell her or alert her friend. Right. That's a tough one, isn't it? That's a tough one. Because I'm, I'm reading the article, and you're thinking, all right, these two had to have been close at some point if he knows all these details. Right. And then you think about all your friends in your life. And listen, we all know people that have cheated on 
spouses. Yes. You know, but I've never had a situation like that where a good and you, I sat there and think where what, you knew what do you do? Yes. Like, what do you do? Well, I don't think you can tell the wife. I don't think that's uh, your place. I think you can try to convince your friend to tell his wife or to tell him to stop and then confess to the wife. But I don't oh, think pointless. you can jump in on that. <laughs> and if your wife got mad at you for not telling, um, I don't think that's right either because it's not your place to tell. And it, you should not be getting involved in that. I think you happen to be right about all of that. Yeah. So. Still, your wife would probably be pissed at you. Cause... Yes. I would think you're probably going to spend the weekend where you're not really talking. Right. You know, I don't, yeah, whatever. That's I always say, one. this is what I don't like. And 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 you'll get in arguments with your wife or girlfriend or uh, wives will get in arguments with their husbands. or You you can't be mad at me for somebody else's actions. Agreed. That's what I always say. I would agree with that. Right. So just because I associate with that person doesn't mean I condone their actions. Right. So do, be mad at me for my actions, not somebody else. in this case, inaction. Right. right. Correct. So, all right, that's all. We don't need to spend too much time on it. I just wanted to get your take on it. It's a good one, Jerry. It's a a conundrum. Uh, It's quite a conundrum. Yes. Uh, This morning, uh, shockingly, this came up on the actual radio show and not the podcast. Uh, Gio was very interested in this uh, in the the, uh, part of the day when I go over topics and things with him and we talk radio and stuff. He said, did you see this uh, Marlon Brando, Richard Pryor story? Which I had. He said, do you have it on the list? I go, no, I was actually going to bring it up on the post-game podcast. But if you're interested in it, I'm I'm interested in it as well for the regular real radio right. show. So it, it, it came out of uh, an interview with Quincy Jones, who was uh, a legendary music producer. Mm-hmm. I mean, the guy did the, all the Michael Jackson records, you know, Lionel Richie. Like, the guy had a ton big of... Big time. Big time. Ton of hits under his belt. He did an interview with a Vulture magazine, whatever that is. See, I hear that, and I think, me and you could get Quincy right. Jones as a guest. Exactly. I think the same thing. Right. Like, like, you would think he would say, what the hell is Vulture magazine? What the hell is a podcast? You know, if you said Quincy Jones talked to Rolling Stone. Makes sense. Time magazine. I'm people. Newsweek. I'm good. People. Us. When someone calls from Vulture, his people should be like, what is Vulture magazine? But he did sit down with them, and they got a lot of juicy information out of Quincy Jones. Now he's how old? He's got to be in he his is, 80s, right? He is 70. Okay. He's only 70? Actually, you know what? Let me double check this because... Uh, really? Hold on, Jerry. Let me Google. Why don't you Google... I'm Googling Quincy Jones. Google Quincy Jones. His Wikipedia will come up. And you'll tell me how old he is now, because there's yes. some there are some things in this story. He's 84. 84 now. Okay. okay. He'll be 85 in a couple of weeks. So, uh, yes. So here are He's some had a things. Lot of spouses. Here are some things that came up in the Jesus. interview with Quincy Jones. Yes. Uh, he claims that Marlon Brando slept with Richard Pryor, which is what we discussed. In addition, that Marlon Brando also slept with actor James Baldwin. And the singer Marvin Gaye. All these came up. I don't believe it. I'm so, I do not believe it. When they asked, how do you know that? He says, come on, man. He did not give a F. You like Brazilian music? That's He seems like he's a little out of it. 
Quincy Jones also says he dated Ivanka Trump, whose father is a crazy mother effer. He claims that in his 70s, he dated Ivanka Trump, then in her 20s, and said she had amazing legs. <laughs> You're kidding. Mm-hmm. Yep. Jones called Donald Trump a crazy mother effer. Well, he's not the first one. <laughs> who is, quote, limited mentally, a megalomaniac, narcissistic. I used to date Ivanka. The person says, wait a second, really? Yes. Twelve years ago. Tommy Hilfiger hooked us up. Ivanka wanted to have dinner with me. I said, no problems. She's a fine mother effort. <laughs> she had the most beautiful legs I ever saw in my life. Wrong father, though. Not a fan of Donald, but loved the daughter. First of all, there is no chance a 20-something-year-old Ivanka Trunk sl- Trunk? Trump, Trump slept with a 70-something Quincy Jones. Not buying that. I wouldn't buy that either. Dinner, yeah. yes, because maybe she thought she could have some sort of a musical career. I don't believe that either. But then again, you know what, Al? Would, any, would anything actually shock no. you? The interviewer then asked Quincy Jones if you too still makes good music. He shook his head no. Next page. Quincy Jones said the Beatles were, quote, the worst musicians in the world. Now, I believe that. <laughs> and you know why I believe that? Is this why? documentary that I watched oh. that discusses all the bands in the 50s and 60s for the most part. Mm-hmm. that most of them did not know how to play music. Is that right? And they needed these backup, I don't want to say backup, these studio musicians that actually made the music for them, and then they wound up teaching the musicians how to do the music so they could go on tour. Is that right? So that wouldn't shock me that they were a great band. Perhaps they weren't the best at playing the music for a time. Mm-hmm. Man, clearly Paul McCartney knows how to play the piano. I mean, he might not be included. But people always said Ringo Starr wasn't a great drummer, didn't they? Well, that actually came up in this interview with Quincy Jones. He said uh, they were recording with George Martin, who was the legendary Mm -hmm. guy who recorded the Beatles. Uh, Ringo Starr was doing terribly. They sent Ringo out for lunch, called in another drummer. When Ringo came back, Ringo said, hey, could you play back my drumming? To which they played back the other drummer. Ringo said, that doesn't sound so bad. Quincy Jones said, yeah, mother effer, because it ain't you. (laughs) That's great. This Quincy Jones is something else. Well, he's, you know why? Because he's 85. He probably figures he's got much time left. Quincy Jones claims he knows who killed John F. Kennedy. All right. I know too much, he says. Who killed Kennedy? And? Okay, who did it? He says uh, Chicago mobster Sam Giancana. The connection was there between Sinatra and the Mafia and Kennedy. So let me just real quick. He says the mob in Illinois and Chicago killed Kennedy. So Quincy Jones does this. and I put his name in Google to get his age. Yes. And everything that pops up is Quincy Jones, the interview on Michael Jackson, on the Beatles, on Trump, on Ivanka. Nowhere do I see in the headlines that he knows who killed John F. Kennedy. Well, that's buried in the uh, in the article. How Jerry. about this? This this is interesting to me. All right. So only because I pulled it up that I know this now. So he's 84 going on 85. He's been married 
on three different occasions. What year is it? Uh, this is 2018. His first, his first wedding and marriage was in 1957. <laughs> he got divorced in 1966. In 2018, do you think he even, I don't want to say remembers, because I'm sure you remember, but what type of memories do you think he has from the years 1957 to 1966? Vague. That's got to feel like 17 lifetimes ago for him. Yes. And then he gets married, right? This is what I don't get about guys. And I'm not in the situation. I hope I'm never in the situation. But I do not, under any circumstances, ever see the day that if my wife ever left me, that I would run out and get married a year later or ever. Yeah, you would take some time. How about this dope gets divorced in 1966, gets remarried in 1967, only to be divorced again in 1974, only to remarry in 1974. Why would you do that? I don't know. I don't know why there are certain guys that marry. Listen, if you get married twice, all right. Your first marriage was That's a mistake. That's fine. I agree. You learn from right. failure. You can do it better the second time. Three times? No more. I would be like, listen, I've been married twice. This is great. No need to get married. Right. Plus, he's got a fortune. You know, right. there's got to be in the back of your mind they're coming after the money a little bit. He's splitting that money up. If he's got four wives, you said? Three. Three. He hasn't. He got smart. He hasn't gotten married since 1990 when he divorced the third wife. But that wife from the 50s, that first one, you know she's still probably getting cash if she's still alive. Um, she I may have passed. Her name is Jerry Caldwell. Jerry Caldwell, a woman? Yes, I can. I do not know if she has passed or not. All right, Jerry, fair enough. Uh, no, Al, she's a man. Yes, I know I know it's the name Jerry, but J-E-R-I, Jerry. You know, uh, you brought, we, we talked about this uh, Quincy Jones saying that uh, Marlon Brando slept with Richard Pryor. And in the 70s, he blamed it on drugs, saying that in the 70s, the drugs were really good and people would... uh, She's dead, by the way. ...have sexual relations with all sorts of people. Men would have sex with men, women with women, men with women, all sorts of things. That was the situation, I believe, with the Magic Johnson stuff. You know, when when you see those stories, and I've seen interviews with Magic Johnson... He wouldn't say he was with men, but what he said was in the 70s and uh, the, those early 80s that there were parties where all the sexual things were going on and the lights were very low. You didn't know where you were putting certain things. That's okay. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But... Yeah, I don't. I don't. I, yeah, I got nothing. You don't know where to go with that, Jerry. I don't because okay. that, especially if you're in a drugged up haze, yes, or you're drunk, mm-hmm. that could be. God, could you imagine you wake up the next morning? Where was that thing last night? Yes, and then you come to find out later in the day, yeah, Bob, Bob. <laughs> what, what do you mean, Bob? Right. I'm just saying. Yeah. Could you imagine the and only if. You're not that way. Mm-hmm. If you are, great. If you're not, you it's kind of like you you relayed the story a couple of weeks ago about the sexual device that you tried once when you were working at a station in Tampa because the company that produced them became a sponsor. And you said, what the hell? 
And then as soon as the moment was over, you realize, good Lord, what did I just do? The pump that I tried. Yes. Could Mm -hmm. you imagine the feeling when you find out that Bob was involved? Right. And you generally don't have relations with Bob. Right. Right. There's got to be a sense of, what am I doing? Mm -hmm. Like, how? Yes. The weekend got away from me. And what are we, in a pitch black room? Evidently. I mean, God damn. Yeah. That, have you huh, have you ever been involved in a situation like that? What, what situation is this? An huh? orgy. No. An orgy. <laughs> no, me neither. I'm just wondering. Good Lord. You know what I'm saying? No. I've never even heard of anyone I like know being in college. Being in you a went situa- away to Indiana State. I did. You never went to a college party where you walked no. in and weird stuff was going no, on? No, because you know what? I, I, I commuted to Kane in New Jersey. I didn't say for, Kane. Right, for my undergraduate. Right. So by the time I got to Indiana State, I was in graduate school. We didn't, we weren't, no one really went to parties. So you were almost too mature at that point Very to go to an orgy party. Very mature, Jerry. Yeah, so no, I did not see any of that going yeah, on. Yeah, me neither. And yet it happens. Yes, it Here's does happen. Here's another thing that happens that amazes me. When you read, and if you go by stats, it means that someone you know is involved in this. Right. The swinger thing. Swingers. Have you ever looked up the stats on swingers, like married couples? What percentage swing? A lot more than you think. Is that right? I would think 4%. Okay, fine. Let's call it 4%. I think it's actually more than that. But let's say, let's make it 5% since it's easy math with 100, right? Okay. That means if 5% of all couples are swingers, Mm -hmm. you probably know 100 couples. Easy. So I know five swingers. Yeah. And can you think about your circle? Can you think of anybody that's trading wives or husbands? You might be a swinger based on the statistics. Based on the stat? I could be. I'm not, but it could be. I find that interesting. Well, they say that, too, about uh, sexually transmitted diseases. That How about this number, Jerry? They'll tell you one in four. So that means on our show alone, two of us have VD. <laughs> right? That's the way they want you to believe it. I don't know if they give you those numbers to scare people. Right. Or is there a group of people where everyone has VD? No, and everybody does off, not have VD. They're throwing off the statistics. What is wrong with you? CNN did a study. Oh. 15 fake million. Fake news. What's that? Doesn't Donald Trump yell about CNN's fake news, Jerry? He does, yes. That's All fair. Right. So the number is 15 million Americans are swingers on a weekly basis. Really? Yes. It comes to 3% of all Americans. Oh, how about I guessed 4%? You guessed 4, 3%. So 3 out of 100, and we all know 100 people. I know 100 people. That means 3 people we know are swingers. Think of uh, your your Facebook or Twitter followers, Jerry, and what, like if I have 50,000 Twitter followers, I don't know what 3% of 50,000 is, 15,000? uh, no. No, 1% of 50,000 is 500. Oh. So 1,500 people. 1,500 people on my Twitter are swingers. No, they're not. Yeah, they are. I guess according to the data. Statistically speaking, they are. That's one that I could never... Be a swinger? No. No, because while the idea... I'm sure for every person, they sit there and think, well, that would be kind of fun, and, you know, I just couldn't bear my husband or the wife... Doing it. You know what I'm saying? Like if you, for instance, 
if your girlfriend came to you with the idea of doing that? Being a swinger? Yeah. You might be like, well, that could be kind of fun with a different girl. But then if I know she's doing I can't get past that. Right. And I'm sure she probably would think the same thing. So, like, after you do it, you look at each other like... I think it ruins many relationships. How could it not? And yet 3% of all people are doing this? Yes. No way. I don't buy it. Deviants, Jerry. Social deviants. I think 3% of people might be buying the pump, but I don't think they're doing that. You think the the pump 3% of all people own a penis pump? (laughs) Is that what you're saying? Well, someone's got to be buying it or they'd be out of business. This sounds like a business meeting for the penis pump people. Like, (laughs) Listen, if we could get 3% of the population. (laughs) We would strike it rich. We would do well. Our (laughs) margins are through the roof for these pumps cost nothing to manufacture. (laughs) Imagine working at the factory where they manufacture those. Like, what is this exactly? It's got a pump. It's got a tube. What is this? Is this a blood pressure machine? <laughs> I'd love to see the instructions. Stick penis in here. Yeah, I don't know if, <laughs> if it came with instructions. It has to come with instructions, doesn't it? Don't you remember? Or you just tried I know it? it. I know um, it, it, there were a lot of parts, a lot of moving parts. <laughs> <laughs> That's tremendous. Because you had to hook the pump up the... The one pump looked like the blood pressure machine. Right. Like when the nurse comes in and and does the squeezing thing. That was the same pump. And then the sleeve. I don't understand the whole concept. Yeah. It's really not great. No, I would say it probably isn't. It's not great. It's not a great day when you do that. When you're, when you've, when you're finished using it, you're like, (laughs) What the right? Exactly. Is wrong with humans? What's wrong with human beings? This is basically turned into an adult sex podcast. Yeah, <laughs> not a great one. I don't know how I'm going to put a description on this. <laughs> no, it is good. It's fine. But what do I say for a this is real life stuff? I'll just put the Quincy. I'll blame Quincy yes, Jones. We discuss Quincy Jones, and we blame and, him in his Vulture interview. <laughs> right, Vulture magazine. Whatever that is. I mean, could you imagine the the amount of inquiries Quincy Jones is getting now for interviews? Just try and get him on. Uh, Quincy, uh, Boomer and Geo, how are you? I want to get Sean T in studio. Sean T? I would love to talk to him. The fitness guy? (laughs) If if Quincy Jones will do Vulture Magazine, (laughs) can we get Sean T on in studio? On a podcast or on the actual show? No, on the show. Okay. On one of these random days I fill in. Boomer oh. would have no interest. Now, you're in tomorrow. Boomer is out. Tomorrow. Yes. Uh, Jerry and Gio. Correct. I would say it's probably Gio and Jerry. Gio yes. and Jerry tomorrow. <laughs> yes, exactly. All right. So, all oh, good. That's gonna and be I exciting. could be solo next week a couple of times. Really? Because Boomer's out a couple of days, and uh, Gio's wife is about to give birth. Oh, they'll throw someone in here with you. No, I'm kidding, of course. <laughs> There's no chance in hell. <laughs> Jerry and Jones, maybe. Who knows? We'll see. We'll see what happens, my man. If you do the show with Kim Jones, we could call it Jerry Jones. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and he'd be playing the drums. Good morning. Coming out of every break. Yeah. <laughs> Jerry Jones show. I like that. That's funny. Maybe we get him on. Jerry Jones. See, now, you know what's funny about that is we could get him. How I so? guarantee you we could get him on. What would we say the topics were that we wanted to talk about? Football. Little Cowboys offseason. What happened with the Eagles and the Giants? Mm-hmm. And also mention the fact that the show's hosted by Jerry Jones. Yeah. Uh, 
Yes, Mr. Jones. We have a show called Jerry Jones. You could put in the fact that I'm the pregame and postgame show host for Cowboys on Compass Media Networks. I've interviewed him before. Uh-huh. We could get him. Okay. And that would be fun. That would be nice. All right, Jerry, warm-up is next. I don't know what we just did for 18 Me minutes. Me neither. Actually, 26 minutes. Yeah, it's been a little very lengthy. All right, I got to go. All right, two. <laughs> morning campers it's the warm-up show with alan jerry brought to you by newcastle building products the only streak-free roof from scotch garden 3m use it on your roof already all right good morning to you fired up on a thursday this portion brought to you by indeed indeed you are al dukes oh hi jerry a lot of people ask me where it is that good morning campers yeah I've, from. I, I have no no either it's uh from the who's tommy okay how it fits i don't know but i love it very random thing Eddie did, but I love it now. It's the theme music, Jerry. That's the theme it's music. It's your theme song. You should know its origins. I don't care. Jerry, the Eagles parade is today in Philadelphia, and uh, this is somewhat uh, related. A fan of the Eagles went to the Super Bowl in uh, Minneapolis, and when he left the stadium, uh, fully elated that his uh, Eagles won the Super Bowl, he ripped a seat out of the new uh, stadium there in Minnesota. U.S. Bank Stadium. U.S. Bank Stadium, and he took it with him, a purple seat. Yeah, and, uh, and the video went viral. The video went viral, Jerry. He he strapped the seat to his carry-on luggage. Well, this does not sit well with the folks at the stadium. Nor should it. Brand new stadium. By the way, how do you get out of the stadium? No security there? Guys they let him walk out. right out. What I don't understand is how the hell he ripped the seat out. Have you ever tried to do that? Rip a seat out of a stadium? I've not done that. Perhaps not rip the seat out, but at least just to see how secure the chair is. Yeah. How do you rip that out? The 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 people at the stadium said that he used no tools. Right. Pure adrenaline. I don't believe that. Uh, the, the folks at the stadium claim that the fan regrets ripping the seat out. No, he doesn't. And stealing it. He regrets it because they got caught. And he's going to pay $125 to put a new one in. Which he means to keep his very seat muscular. In. Yeah, I guess he gets to keep his seat. Well, then it's totally worth it. That's right. That's a Super Bowl seat from right. the stadium. I would pay $125 Me for too. It. And you know what that also means? He doesn't regret it. He doesn't regret it. Because if he did, he'd send the seat back. Right. They should require them him to send the seat back. Agreed. That guy's probably going to go to the parade today, walking around with the seat over his <laughs> he, head. He, he should. That's what I would do. That's exactly what he should do. Would you, Is there any amount of money that we that would have you go to a parade like this? No. I don't go to any parades. No parades. No parades. I'm not so a parade guy. If you were Mets won the World Series no. this year, no interest. No chance you would go to no. the Canyon of Heroes no. for a parade. No. No, thank you. Okay. I'm not watching parades. I'm not going to parades. I kind of in, am interested in the Thanksgiving parade because the big floats right. reminds me of my childhood. But there's not going to be big balloons and floats at the Eagles parade. I would doubt it. It's going to be Eagles players getting on the mic, dropping F bombs on live television. <laughs> Probably so. Yeah. <laughs> Nick Foles praising uh, yeah. the higher ups, other guys cursing. You're going to get the, a wide array of things. Oh, they'll be drunk. And Remember the, the Cavaliers? They drunk. had the F bombs like crazy in yeah. Cleveland a few years ago. Yes. Even LeBron, I think, dropped a couple. LeBron, Gronk in the past has yeah, done oh, it. Yeah, for sure. So we'll get that today. So um, stadium seats. You know, remember when both the Mets and Yankees got new stadiums, Jerry, and they sold the actual seats from the old stadiums? Yes. And there was like, oh, interesting if you had a sports bar or yes. a man cave in your house or I'm a still basement. I did not get one of from Shea. Well, you can still occasionally you'll see them 
I see them for sale at like flea markets and uh Really? Yeah. You and- go to flea markets? <laughs> What are we doing? As this? that was coming out of my mouth, I thought that's not going to sound good. <laughs> Boy, your life is really something. Well, like in Asbury Park, they have these shops that sell antiques and so things. So now you're antiquing like I Eli do, Manning. I am antiquing <laughs> for sure. But sometimes you'll see them in those stores, and they've kind of lost. Well, I wouldn't. I don't do that or go there. They've kind of lost their luster. Why? I don't know. I see. I was like, ah. How much they charge? Like nine hundred bucks for 900 a pair. Nine hundred bucks. I'd Very be, rare, that's, that's Jerry. Insane. Very rare. Uh. Gronk. Antiquing and flea markets. <laughs> I don't go to flea markets. It's, you just said you no, did. No, it's uh, more. Not exactly. <laughs> it's more antiquing. The flea, but a flea market's market, a better idea than the antiquing. A flea market feel. Oh, okay. With all the stuff going on in New England, Jerry, with yeah. uh, uh, Josh McDaniels now staying, Matt Patricia leaving, uh, Gronk has spoken to The Rock, <laughs> the wrestler turned actor. Yeah. And also. Sylvester Stallone, they think he has a career in action movies and he's considering retirement. I could see him in wrestling. Pro wrestling? Yes. No, he wants to do action hero movies. I would like to be a porn star. Well, (laughs) would you really? I'm sure that offer is always on the table for him. I would think that'd get old pretty quick. Yeah, I would not like that. I'd always feel like I got a disease. (laughs) You'd be at the doctor every day. Yes. Touch me now, dog. Touch me now, dog. <laughs> what about now? I accidentally touched somebody. Um, but I see the Gronk as turning more into, remember the Boz tried to be yes, a superhero? It did not. He had one movie, I think. Yeah. It wasn't terrible. Mm. What was the name of it? You remember? I don't. The Boz I would say movie? the Gronk is still going to play, though. Yeah. He's not going by way of Brian Bosworth. Not yet. Brian Bosworth was a bust for the most part. In the NFL, a bust. Yeah. Rob Gronkowski, how old is Gronk? He's a very young, Jerry. He's still in his, what, late 20s? Yeah, but when people are going at your knees in the NFL, I if you're totally, I get it. action but, hero. Right, but you can still be an action hero if you get injured playing football. Or you be can. an action hero in While the offseason. I don't think Bill Belichick would love that. Although he does have a TV show on Nickelodeon, so I guess he could. What the, the Gronk hell? does? Yes. It's called Crash Leets. Is the children's uh, thing? Uh, yeah, I suppose. I mean, it's, it's just like um, sports videos. Where bad stuff happens. So he does America's Funniest Home Videos sports on Nickelodeon. Yes, correct. Well, that's a ripoff. Well, it is a ripoff, but it works. And it's funny. All right. Uh, uh, Joe Girardi has, very a, happy for Joe. has a new job at the MLB Network. I saw that. Now, I don't know why I didn't really realize this until I read this article uh, or saw the press release, Jerry. But Joe Girardi said, I'd love to be coaching, uh, be a manager, but no one made me an offer. No, yeah, not a single MLB team. Right, but but hold on a second. They had a deep run into the postseason. The Yankees. He wasn't available until almost November. So fire whoever you have Go now. Fire. Well, that's a different issue. Go back and see what openings were still out there. I don't think there were many. Maybe one. So I think this is best for Joe. Take a year off. We'll see what five guys get fired next year. Maybe it's a better situation. The problem is, and this happens in the NFL all the time, these guys go in the booth and it's the, you're living in the lap of luxury. Yes. Let me ask you this. Because I thought it's funny you say fire someone Thank for Girardi, you. right? You're, oh, you're welcome. I was thinking about this this morning. I was listening to someone, maybe Tony I was coming to get you this morning, and Tony had a caller on. Tony saying, Page show? Yeah. What if Belichick became available? Like all these yeah. teams that hired guys. Like if you're the Lions, do you want Belichick or do you want Patricia? Right. Fire Would the guy you, you have. If you were 
a Midland-type organization. What's Midland mean? Average. All right. Would you fire your guy? Yes. <laughs> yeah. You would? Yeah. So even though like, he might have a contract for yes. three more years and maybe you see some progress, the fact that you right. could get Belichick at 65 years old, you would. You would. If I was uh, the Maras, I'd be like, hey, Pat Shermer. <laughs> Hit the road, Pat. <laughs> you just wait for five years. I'd be like, Pat Shermer, hit the road. Then Belichick would be like, I've decided to stay with the Patriots. I'd be like, ah, uh, hey, Pat. Um, <laughs> just a joke. We'll sweeten the deal. Come back, please. So you'd be a terrible owner to work for. I'd be for terrible, him. yeah. I'd be like, give me the sexy pick, which is Belichick. You'd be looking for the next guy. Every time. I'd throw my guys right up, right <laughs> under the bus, throw them right out, bring in Belichick. My God. You'd be like working for Steinbrenner in the heyday. Yeah. You would. You'd be a pain in the butt. And then what do you make of this uh, MLBPA, Jerry? That's Nothing. the Players Association. Yeah. They're setting up uh, spring training for free agents who have not signed. I think it actually does their players a good service. Not a disservice, a no, good service. Because it's getting them back into the flow you can have people come look at them. You know, I, I said to you before, because I was reading the article about J.D. Martinez, who's still yeah. not signed. And there's all different reports that the Red Sox offered him anywhere from 100 to $125 million over five years to where <laughs> that's like almost insulting. He was insulted by that. I don't know if no, insulting is the you. right word, but growing frustrating. Oh, angry. Frustrated with the offer. I, I mean, you got to get to some level to where between 20 and $25 million a year insult you. I am thrilled as a blue-collar guy like I am, Jerry, I am thrilled to see these uh, big-money ball players having no team interested in signing them up for nonsense money. They're interested. They're not interested in the nonsense yeah. money. And that's fine. You know, Todd, You know, it's funny, too. The Todd Frazier signing, like, he got $9 million a year. Isn't that terrible? Right. He's an average player. He's a, yeah. I mean, he's a, a little home above average. He's a little bit better than that. But, you know, is he... You want to pay him $20 million no. a year? And of course not. So while it took a while, I think that it's all good. Maybe he could add a little more. Fair enough. But for these teams, eh. Like, I like the idea of collusion. <laughs> Where all the owners get together and go, no. let's none of us pay these clowns. No, you can't have collusion. Money. No. You can't have collusion. What's wrong Is with that you? illegal? <laughs> yes. It's illegal. Yeah, well, it wasn't illegal in baseball. I don't know about in real life because it's a, it's not, you know... FAN and another broadcasting company are competitors, but they're not together. While the Yankees and Mets might be competitors, they're all rolled up into this one organization called Major League Baseball. So if you want to tell me all the CBS or, excuse me, all the Entercom radio stations want to collude to set prices, I, I don't know that that's illegal. So, In like, baseball it is. So, like, if Mark Chernoff colluded with the program director at 92.3. Right. To make sure I can't go there and dominate mornings for big money, Jerry, that would be collusion. That would also be stupid. <laughs> On whose part? <laughs> Yours to think that. <laughs> We're going to take a break. This portion sponsored by Indeed. Are you hiring with Indeed? You can post a job in minutes, set up uh, screener questions with zero, and you can zero in on qualified candidates and an online dashboard. Get started at Indeed.com slash hire. Take a quick break. Back in a minute. Boomer and Geo at the top of the fan. The dynamic duo of Alan Jerry on the warm-up show. Brought to you by Newcastle Building Products and the only streak-free roof from Scotch Garden 3M. The superheroes 
of building products. All right, welcome back. This portion brought to you by La Quinta. St. John's upsetting Villanova last night, 79-75. All the details straight ahead. Pistons beat the Nets 115-106, and the Rangers lost to the Bruins 6-1. A lot more coming up in just a couple of minutes. This portion sponsored by La Quinta Inns and Suites. How do you win on the road? Stay at La Quinta Inns and Suites. Enjoy stylish lobbies and exciting room renovations. Book now at LQ.com. Got about a minute, Al. Jerry, uh, Matt Patricia was introduced as the Lions head coach. And, and he, he looked exactly the way I thought he would look. Trimmed up his beard, cleaned trimmed it up. up. The beard and the suit a little big, but I did not think he'd have the pencil in his ear. Although Greg loves did, the, loves the pencil. Yes. Now I would think you're more likely to have a bushy beard in Detroit than in New England. Is it a sellout that he trimmed no, up be, his beard? Because I give him two months and he'll probably have the same look. That was like his press conference. Right. You get dressed up. It's formal. I'm sure they have the the fruit platter out and all the people come to see you. You had to be presentable. I see. You know why he has the beard, right? No. He has the beard because a number of his buddies went over to Afghanistan or Iraq and were in the army. And he said that he would keep the beard until they came back. I see. So it's a tribute beard. Yes. I would take the trimmings from the tribute beard, take it over the hardcore pawn shop that they have in Detroit. Listen this hour and every hour today until 6 p.m. for our Brooklyn Nets box office blitz.